What's up, guys? This is the Life of the Chimney Sweep podcast, and I am your host, Sean Kramer. All right. Well, what is up, guys? It is another week. Uh, I'm going to be posting this one a couple of days late. The time I normally record these, I wasn't able to make happen this week. Uh, It just the front of my weeks are beginning to get busier and busier, uh, just kind of with the changes we've been making in the company and everything that's going on right now. Uh, what I'd love to do is just kind of give you guys a quick update on what has been happening. Um, I've been kind of alluding to a little thing, a couple little things here and there. So, um, Again, there's just been a lot happening since the beginning of the year between hiring more people and really kind of cracking down on systems, priorities, focuses. Um, We've been trying a lot of new things out and improving a lot of things. And it has just been a really kind of fun couple of months implementing new things, discovering new things, and ultimately just kind of working with a team that actually works as a team. Uh, in the past, I feel like I've I've I haven't had as much time or energy or the ability to really focus on the business stuff with the team because we were too focused on trying to deal with the, for lack of a better way of putting it, the drama and the things that would come up and the issues and it would just suck a lot of time away from me and. So, and also not just having a team that's really kind of dedicated, that works together, that's positive. Um, and I also have to attribute attribute a lot of that, not just to the, the staffing change, but really just to what I have learned over the course of the last year or last several years, really, since, since we've taken over the business. Um, I feel in this last year, I've just learned so much and continue to learn so much more through reading, listening to podcasts, having mentors, uh, trying things, failing, trying something different, right? Um, But some of the key things that we've been really, really focusing on is just starting to develop uh, long-term systems. So thinking ahead about how how we can we document better, how can we train better, how can we prioritize things better. And so we've been really trying to, and and this is something I've tried to so much in the past shift to, and we've made little advancements here and there. Um, Obviously, software is a big part of what I'm about to talk about, but really it is going kind of paperless, right? Having everything, all your documents, all your forms, everything that you track uh, in a database, right, in a cloud storage. And uh, one of our big projects that we're about to embark on is switching to a whole new database. And I'll do a whole podcast maybe on that at another time because we've been learning a lot and the usefulness of having the right kind of system set up for you can be a game changer for your business. Um, so I'll talk more about that later, but in preparation for that, we've been just looking and testing and playing around with a lot of different things. And it's been kind of fun. And it's been the fun part is doing this with people, doing this with a team that enjoys it as much as you or that understands what the goal is and is figuring things out and doing their own research and coming up with their own ideas. And it's just... It's definitely been a 360 degree spin around from where we were. And the topic for today is recruiting uh, or hiring. And why I want to kind of share some of these updates is because of just some of the changes. And and again, a lot of the changes are just from me, my own personal development, learning and improving how we do business, how I approach things, 
interactions with our staff, with our team, learning how to lead, learning how to develop a team, and learning how to hire and recruit better. So one of the things I I really, uh, well, I've got multiple things I want to talk about in this episode, but where I want to kind of start is, is just kind of the approach to hiring or recruiting, right? So to get where we've gotten thus far with the team we have, uh, it, it starts with that, that hiring or that recruiting, right? Finding the people. And, you know, you see lots of posts or you see lots of people struggling on trying to find people. Uh, and it's been interesting for us over the course of the last year. I haven't had too many issues trying to find people, and that could just be our area. Um, but I think what I would, one of the things that has made a big difference for us when we do actually advertise for a position, when we market for hiring, um, it, it, we've, one of the big shifts that's helped us so much is changing from, it's a simple wording kind of thing, but going from instead of, hey, our company is hiring, or hey, we're hiring for this position, to using the word recruiting. Um, I think that just is kind of a, it, it doesn't seem super different or important, but changing that little bit of wording, it attracts a different type of person, to be totally honest. And, and it's just something I have seen. You get people that, uh, you know, using the word recruiting versus hiring, everyone uses the word hiring, right? Um, and recruiting is a little less used, in my opinion. I don't see it as much, but it's more of kind of looking for a specialization or looking for someone who has skills. It's looking for someone, you know, when I think of recruiting, the first thing that kind of comes to mind is, is, you know, military departments or not departments, but military branches, right? They have recruitment centers, right? They are recruiting people into the military and they put a lot of effort into finding people, um, with skills that they can put through and get into higher positions, right? Um, and it's just it's just an approach that has really helped us. Now, going back to the last year and hiring people, again, we haven't had too many difficulties finding people, but you're always going to run into the challenge of finding the right people, right? And so that's kind of the next big thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, recruiting and... Um, a little while ago, there was a post on Facebook just kind of talking about, you know, there was a comment made and I've seen this a lot and I had, I've had the same idea, but the whole concept of, you know, hire, slow, fire, fast, right? And again, I've been of that same mindset, you know, take your time finding the right people, take your time hiring, making sure it's a good fit, all that kind of stuff. And then firing those people that are problematic or that have issues, you know, get rid of them. You know, the people that have the red flags are just not working out. You want to get rid of them quickly and then move on, right? And everyone talks about how great it is after the fact, after you've you've made that really, really hard decision because it is. It's firing is is one of the least favorite things I have to do as a business owner, but sometimes is is necessary. And um, but uh, the thing that I wanted to share is is kind of a different approach and a different concept. And this is developed over the course of last year, again, trying different things, experimenting. Um, and I don't know, you know, for the people who have listened to my podcast for a little while now, uh, going back a little over a year, I've already actually released a podcast on on hiring. Uh, I think it was called Hiring 
rock stars or superstars. And in that podcast, you know, I shared a lot about what we were doing at that time uh, that was really, really working. And I have to say, just again, over the course of the last year, so much has changed and I've learned so much that our approach to recruiting has drastically changed. Um, I used to be of that mindset, take our time. We do multiple interviews and we would really make sure it was the right fit. But what I was running into, the issue with that is that I would find these actually really great candidates. I would find these people that are like, oh man, this this person would really move the needle forward. This person would take us up a, up a notch, whether it's their personality, whether it's their culture, whether it's their skills or abilities or all of those, right? And I've, I, come, I came across a couple, two, three people last year that we had interviewed and we just weren't ready to hire. Uh, it was a situation either they just applied randomly or they had applied after we had already hired someone. And so it, I still went through and interviewed them because I try and have the mindset of always be hiring, you know, so always on the lookout for people. The problem was last year I was on the lookout for those people and I was still kind of constantly interviewing. But if I, if I wasn't in a position really to hire someone or I didn't quite have an availability, I would say, hey, you know, right now we're kind of, you know, full. I've got new technicians that we just hired or we got a new CSR we just hired. But I tell you what, in two, three months, you know, our, we're on a path to growth. We're going to hopefully get these people moving up and we can create some more space and we are going to need more people. Is it okay if I reach back out to you in two, three months and we can see about making something happen there, right? And at the time, people are excited. They're like very jazzed about the opportunity. But that two or three months goes by. And then when I go to reach out to them, they're not there anymore. Either I don't get any kind of response or their lives have changed in some way or they've found another opportunity that suited them. And the opportunity that I had, I just lost because I didn't act quick enough. And even even on a shorter scale, just getting applicants, if you are not having quick responses with those applicants especially in really big metropolitan areas. In our area, we're very rural, so it's it's not as critical. However, we still do our best to respond quickly to applicants and have a process to get them um, get them sorted out. You know, is, is this person based off of their interaction, their uh, resume, their application that we think could fit just from a first glance? Yes, no. Let's get an interview going. Let's talk to them a little bit. Let's text them. Let's email them. Let's get them on the phone. And we like to have multiple touches in different ways so we can really gauge how someone responds via text, how they sound on a phone, how they are in person, things like that, before we even get to that interview point. But um, the thing I wanted to, to kind of share on this is that I think speed is of the essence when you are hiring. I think you need to be hiring as quick as possible um, or recruiting. <laughs> so, and that's this has just been my experience over the course of the year. Now, granted, my business, even though it may be in the chimney industry and we may have so many people and so on and so forth, it's different from any other business. Every business is unique. So, you know, do what works best for you. But this is just something that's really, really worked for us. And so I wanted to share it, right? So hiring fast. Now, the issue that you will run into if you're hiring fast 
is finding the right people hire. So that is kind of the next thing that you really, really need to hammer out first before you take this mindset of hiring fast. Because if you're just hiring fast and you're not getting the right people, then you're going to have that that higher turnover, right? You're going to be bringing on people that you didn't really need or you didn't really want or you didn't pay attention to the red flags or you didn't process them properly. You didn't you know, weigh the pros and cons. You didn't look in depth at if they would be a good fit, those types of things, right? Maybe you didn't even interview them. You just say, hey, you're interested in a job. I need a person. Let's go, okay? There is a balance, right, with everything. But, but acting quickly, responding quickly, and making that decision as quickly as you can is, I think, critical. So I am of the mindset of hiring fast. Now, going back to making sure you're hiring the right person, If you can dial that in, if you can learn for yourself or for whoever in your company is hiring people and develop a way of, you know, responding to certain types of red flags or figuring out what what works within your business, within your company, then hiring fast should be easy. It should be quick and it should benefit you. Right. So since we've taken on that approach, the last five hires that we have had have been really great thus far. Granted, they've all been since the beginning of the year, but I really see great potential, not in just what they can grow into, but what they're already doing. And I think that is one of the keys that I learned throughout this last year that's helped me hire the right people. In the past, I've always looked at people's potential and what they can grow into, okay? So when I'm looking at someone, a candidate, someone, a new team member, right, the red flags are so important. I can't stress this enough because I've made so many bad choices on thinking, oh, well, they've got this little issue or I got a little bit of a weird vibe or there's this red flag or that red flag. And I think, uh, but I can work with that. I can change that, right? Give, you know, give me some time with them. I can, I can really coach them and turn them into the person that would fit really great within this company. I have to say that very rarely actually happens. Um, I continue to learn this more and more, but we don't have the ability to change people, right? Um, I've always been the type of person that that always sees positive in people, always sees the potential of what they're capable of or what they could do. And in general, most people have amazing potential. So it's so I'm really quick to just say, oh, this person can work. I can work with this person, right? But what I've had to learn is that, okay, what, it, what are the foundational things that I really need, that I absolutely need in order to coach someone and order to have someone fit within our culture and be able to train and grow and develop, right? And the things, at least for me, for my company, for our culture that we have created and built, it's things like care and things like uh, being positive and things like being able to take action. Those are the things that I really, really look at. I, I want to discover something through that interview um, or see something, uh, you know, that says, hey, this person actually doesn't just talk about what they can do, doesn't actually talk about how they can do things. They're actually showing me 
through their history, through their past on how they've overcome things, how they've solved things, right? And this comes down to kind of the interview part where questions, the right questions are extremely critical. <coughs> and, excuse me, <laughs> um, having the right questions in an interview is, is so important. And there's tons of different things out there on the internet and I've learned from other people, but really it's kind of coming down to discovering more about them, asking questions that get them thinking. Um, a really great example I did in an interview recently was someone uh, who just randomly applied and he came in, had a good amount of uh, construction skills, and I thought, okay, this person might really work. And But I'm always curious, okay, what is their thought on how they can incorporate themselves within the company? How can they help us? Um, that is a big thing that I've changed with our interview process. It used to be all about what we do for the employee and where that is extremely important to share. You want to have value. You want to have, uh, you know, a, a, a something for them to grasp. And we do that by, you know, having a career path with multiple levels that is clearly listed and, and providing that to them, showing them our vision, showing them our why behind the company and the opportunities that we have to expand, to grow and sharing about what our team is about, right? Why do we do the things that we do and giving a little bit of how we approach things, right? That's how we build our value within our company for our internal employees, you know, our, our staff, I'm sorry, our internal customers, our, our staff, our team, right? And so that that building that value is what I really focused on last year. I think the problem was is that's all I was kind of focusing on. I wasn't really looking at the other part of how do they benefit this team, right? I'm in a position now where I've got this amazing team. I got these amazing people. And if I bring someone on, that person better support them, right? I'm getting to this point in our business where I need more people to help them so they can do their job better, so they can advance, so they have more time to do these things. We need people that can step up, support, be a good team player and advance, right? And so with that kind of mindset, posing those questions, you know, presenting all of these great things, you know, benefits and good pay, career paths, value, a vision, gets them excited and then saying, how do you feel you fit within what I just shared with you, right? Uh, those types of questions I found have just really given me a lot of good information. You might get a response, well, I don't know. <laughs> okay, that can tell you a lot. You might also get a, spent, uh, a response, well, I, I feel like just based off of what you shared and <laughs> just kind of the energy of the culture I feel, I, I feel I can really bring some positive energy. I can contribute as a, as a team member because I have this experience because I've done this and they'll give you or share with you some stories and I love the stories because that shows and 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 shares an instance where they took action and they overcame or they did something that I can really say okay yeah this this person truly has some potential right so that's how we've kind of changed our recruiting process interview process is you know, narrowing down who is the type of person that we really, really need um, and asking the right questions within that interview to get that information out of them. Um, and this takes a lot of practice, I have to say. Um, asking the right questions is something that I've really, really been focusing on myself with my customers, with 
her staff, with our team when it comes to hiring, when I'm working with a group of individuals. I'm really trying to find the right questions that get people thinking, right? That, that, that poses a situation where they have to give an example. They have to tell a story. They have to have a supporting reason. So it, it gives you that information that is so hard to get uh, before you hire them, right? Or recruit them or work with them, whatever it might be. So, okay. So that's about hiring quickly, right? So hiring fast. If you've got this dialed in to where you know what to look for, you know the type of person you need, and you can pick that up, you can sense that. And and this comes again from developing yourself, trying things out constantly, trying different things, learning, studying, experimenting. Then it's easy, then you're going to be more successful, right? Now, let's take a look at that second part real quick. So hiring fast and then firing slow. So why would firing slow be a good thing, okay? Well, it kind of coincides with what I just talked about, finding the right people and hiring them quickly, getting them on board so you don't lose that opportunity, even if you don't have that seat. But once you've got them, you want to do everything possible to keep them as long as they are a good fit. Now, I've been really, really focused on making sure that these new hires that we've been bringing in, I'm picking up on those red flags within the first couple of weeks. We all do. I've done it in the past. The difference now is that I'm truly paying attention to them. And if they can't show that they care, if they can't show they can be a team player, if they can't show through action that they can be positive and they can be supportive, then they are not a good fit for our culture. They're not a good fit for our team. It's going to be an uphill battle trying to change them, maybe because of their past, maybe because of how they were raised, maybe because they truly aren't those things. They were just saying those things to try and make themselves sound better than what they actually were, whatever it might be. So you can find out really, really quickly, is this person actually acting on the things that they said, right? So paying attention to that. And if they aren't doing those things within those first couple of weeks, yeah, you've got to get rid of them quickly. But from there, if they are doing all those things, again, you you want to do everything you can to keep them. Um, and the, the reason behind that is when you hire someone, when you onboard someone, when you train someone, all the business out there, business owners out there that have employees understand how expensive it truly is, right? So from a business standpoint, it's just good business. It's being smart, keeping those people as long as you can, right? There's a lot of statistics out there saying that, you know, the average um, tenure of an employee is a year and a half, two years, somewhere in that range. It might might have been like 1.4 years or something like that. I can't remember the exact statistic, but it's pretty darn low. And I see that statistic and I want to not follow suit with that. I want to be better. I want, I like going against the grain. I like to challenge myself and see if I can encourage people to stay longer than that, right? And again, you do that from building value within the company and, you know, the career paths, the benefits, the support they get from the team, from yourself, building a positive 
culture and environment workplace for them to work in where they're happy working in that environment and they've got the the support from the team and and again this is this is where we're at right now this is the team we have right now we don't have the drama we had a year ago and the beautiful thing is even on the days that i feel not great you know you wake up and and i know everyone everyone has had these days where you're just not feeling it you don't want to go to work you get into work you're just woke up on the wrong side of the bed you're in a bad mood you you don't want to do things whatever it might be when i come in i see my team instantly changes okay and for others just in within our team they're having a bad day everyone rallies behind them cheers them up gets them out of that funk. I've seen this time and time again over the course of the last few months because of the team, because of the culture, because of the positivity, the support, the teamwork. And it is just amazing, right? And it comes from finding the right people, figuring out who that you need, hiring them quickly, and then that whole value thing and retaining them, right? So going back to the retaining side, keeping them as long as possible, uh, there was... um, there was a book that I read not too long ago. It was Mr. Jenkins told me. So I forget the author's name right off the top of my head. I should have had that ready to go, but really, really great book. There's so much good information in that book. One of the biggest things that kind of like stood out for me with that was um, you can't change people, right? You've just got to accept them and utilize those strengths and work with them. Right. So for me, understanding that, that, you know, for the last four years with our staff, with our team, with our employees, I've always tried changing people. I've taken that little potential that I see as a possibility and I try and push it and try and get them to do it. But ultimately, you know, it's, they're either not willing or timing is just not right. Um, I think that's another huge thing that I've learned over the course of this last year. Sometimes it just comes down to timing, right? It could be a maturity level of an individual. It could be what's going on in their life. And you have to accept that. Um, You've got to acknowledge that. And that has helped me get through those really, really hard times when I've said, "Mm, this is not the right person to hire. Or those times when you've got to fire someone, right? The timing is just not right. You had this kind of potential or we've done these things really well, but we have so much farther to go and we, we're just not quite there yet, right? Um, or someone that's looking, I had an instance not too long ago where someone wanted to come back and there was some, you know, some uh, issues in the past with, you know, a lot of it was on me. And, and a couple of issues with the with this with this person and you know coming back and talking about it it came down to just still was not the right time um, and I'm not going to go into detail on that but pay attention to it, it, do it, you know don't don't force things don't just jump into things and hope that for the best right weigh those risks heavily when you're looking at hiring or recruiting someone um, it's extremely important. So I got a little derailed, but going back to what Mr. Mr. Jenkins had said, you know, you can't change people, okay? You just got to accept them. You got to work with them. So a really good point in case is uh, a situation, say, where, you know, someone's coming in 
late consistently, right? Maybe it's just a few minutes here and there, right? But maybe it's a situation where they came in really late one day. Um, and, you know, for me, whenever I, I, ha- I run into those situations, um, I always, you know, my first thought is, are they okay? Now, that's just me. Maybe not everyone's that way, but I truly care about the people I work with. I truly care about our staff. And I show that whenever I, I can, uh, because it makes a tremendous difference difference in them and their attitudes, you know, setting that good example. If we are expecting them to always show care and always do the right thing by the team and the customer, well, we got to do that too. We got to do that for them. So the, uh, you know, going back to the situation where, okay, someone came in really late, didn't hear from them. Maybe it's a no call, no show, right? So for me, you know, reaching out to them is extremely important, right? Seeing if we can get a hold of them, making sure they're okay. Who knows? Maybe they crashed their car and are in a ditch on the way into work. I mean, right now we're in the middle of winter here. Roads are icy. People are traveling on these roads. You know, weather conditions are not very great. We got snow, things like that. So that's where my mind always first goes is is the safety of our team. And you know, so sharing that, that's the, that's always, you know, the first thing, right? And so <clears throat> reaching out to them, the thing that I've also kind of started doing and I've learned that also makes a, a helpful impact on showing that and, and, and uh, displaying that is you as the owner or the manager not reaching out to that individual, but having a teammate do it. You know, someone that works with them maybe in a truck or maybe someone that's really close to them saying, hey, why don't you give them a ring? Make sure they're okay, right? I think that action just, it shows a lot to the team, the support, encourages someone else to look out for that person. And then that person, that individual, feels that pressure too from the actual team because ultimately that's what happens when someone's late or when someone doesn't show up. It affects the team, right? It's not about how necessarily the manager, the owner feels. Yes, that is a part of it, but it's more important about the team, okay? And so in a situation like that, you know, uh, having someone else reach out, making sure they're okay. Hopefully we can get a hold of them. If we can't get a hold of them, then yeah, we've got a no call, no show. And you've got to hold them accountable for that. But again, I, I would, and I've had this happen, not immediately fire them. If this is a person you don't have red flags about, that has supported you, has shown care, has taken care of your customers, who has shown that they can learn, who has worked within the team, who's positive, but they've got this one issue of being tardy, work with it, right? Now, the way that I approach this is a plan, okay? Communicating with them, right? Showing care, starting from that 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 point. So if I'm gonna sit down with someone and talk to them about being late, you know, my first, my first thing is when I sit down with them, are they okay? What is going on? Why is this happening, right? Discovering that, figuring it out. And hopefully they'll be truthful with you. If they're the right person, they should be. There should be that trust factor there. They can share information with you and you can share information with them that's going to be accurate and truthful. You've got to build that relationship, of course, first, but that's a whole other thing. So, now, you know, getting getting back into the conversation with them, like you've you've got to you've got to show that you've care in that situation, okay? And by asking them, 
what's going on? Are you okay? Right? And letting them explain the situation, okay? And and sometimes you might be really surprised. If you go into the situation and you just say, well, <coughs> excuse me, you're 30 minutes late or you didn't call in, whatever it was, you were fired, right? You, you never learn about maybe the circumstances, you know? And again, you may have just fired your best person. You may have fired someone who can be a game changer moving forward. You may have fired one of your strongest people and that hurts us. I've been there. I've had to fire my top people for different reasons than this, but well, actually I take that back. I have had, <laughs> I have had to fire someone for no call, no show, but, but, <laughs> but, you know, a really good point in case is, you know, someone didn't sleep all night because they weren't feeling good or someone didn't sleep all night because their kids were up all night sick. Someone didn't didn't sleep all night because their relative was, uh, you know, on the cusp of passing away. I mean, there's so many things that happen in our lives that we just, and yeah, of course, there can always be a communication thing there. But the, the trick to these conversations is getting them to acknowledge what they did wrong and finding out how they feel about it, right? Now, the right people, in my mind, when you ask them, you know, okay, well, you came in late, how does that make you feel, okay? They probably know how we feel, right? Talking to them, we're probably not very happy about it. But asking them how they feel and getting that perspective, man, that that's where things start really kind of shifting and getting exciting. So when, when you start getting to that point where you're sharing that information, they, again, if they're the right kind of person, they're going to say, well, it really made me feel like crap. I really feel bad because I let the team down or, well, you know, I, you know, it's, it's a problem because now we're going to be late for our jobs, right? If they're smart, which most people are, you know, and they've got a good heart and they care about their job, they care about their team, which again, is what our culture is, is really about is, is, you know, care for each other and supporting then they're going to acknowledge those things, right? And getting them to acknowledge that on their own is so much more powerful than, than sticking your finger in their face and telling them that they're wrong and they did, they did something wrong and they're in trouble for it, okay? Now, the last thing, the last thing that, I, that I've been really trying to do, and thankfully I haven't had to do it very much, <coughs> but as these situations come up where we need to sit down, we need to talk, is coming up with that game plan on the correction action, Okay. Now, this is, this is the part that really can improve or can or if, if you don't approach it correctly, the same thing is just going to happen over and over and over and over again. So coming back to the situation of being, someone being tardy, coming in late, not showing up, or being late multiple times, providing solutions. Um, but first, seeing what they think, right? Again, putting putting them on the hot seat, putting, you know, giving them the microphone and saying, hey, this is the, we're talking about you here. This is your career. This is your job. This is your life. How does it make you feel? What do you think we could do about it, right? And seeing what their responses are. And, um, and if they don't have a solution, if they don't know how they can fix it, be, you know, then that's where, yes, you can jump in and you can offer, well, what if we try this, right? But for me, it's all about inclusion, okay? It's all about um, doing it together. A really good point in case is just all the statistics out there on alcoholism, for example, right? I think there's a 90% failure rate of, of 
quitting alcohol if you're doing it on your own versus with someone or in a group. I think that applies to almost everything in our life, right? If we're trying to change something, if we're trying to quit something, if we're trying to stop being addicted to something, if we can do it as a group or with someone else, we are far more likely to succeed, right? So when I'm looking at a correction path or, or something that needs to change for an individual in our company, I try and figure out, okay, can we do this as a group or can I do this with you, right? So a point in case is, okay, this person's consistently late. Proposing, well, let's see, is there someone else that we can bring into the mix and say, hey, let's make a goal to be here earlier. Um, and I always try and I like to be included as much as possible because I feel like I can have the biggest impact. So that may not be applicable for everyone, but I like to really get in there because it shows my support. It shows that I really care and it helps me build that relationship with that individual. So I might offer to say, Hey, I'll, I'll be right there with you. We're going to do this together. Right? So let's set a time. Is it 15 minutes before? All right, great. So let's do this together. Cause I know I need to improve my own timeliness as well. Maybe I'm you know, not necessarily late, but only five minutes before or right on the clock or whatever. You and I both know that we can get so much done. We can show, you know, that we're, we're leading the pack. We can set a good example by being the first ones here, right? Why don't we do this together? How does that make you feel? And approaching it from this way, uh, and, and, you know, the tardiness thing, that is just an example. There are, I mean, you can apply this to anything, right? But the times I've used this process for addressing issues or things that we need to work on to in, for improvement, the people, to be honest, get excited. Um, you know, I, and I've done this a couple of times now, a couple few times now with, with different people, with different things. And every time they kind of get excited about like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. And I, I, I want to change. They understand why. They've got motivation and they got someone to do it with, Right. That right there is how you can encourage change, how you can encourage growth. And the beautiful thing is, is you don't have to fire them, right? So you can keep that amazing employee and you can keep building on them and they can keep growing and they can keep adding and they can be excited doing it, right? So that's where kind of the, the fire slow. I want to take my time with this person as long as they've hit those those. Uh, key things that I'm looking for within the couple first couple of weeks, right? If we can get past that benchmark, man, I'm going to do whatever I can to keep this person. And is it going to require effort and sacrifice on my end? It may, but I'm willing to do that because ultimately it's going to be the best for the company. It, it's going to save them money having to fill that position, hire someone new. It's going to keep the team morale up because every time you lose someone that's an integral part of the team, Things kind of drop a little bit, unless unless that was a bad apple. But again, we've gotten to a point where we're able to eliminate those bad apples really quickly, and everyone senses it, right? So again, that whole hire fast, fire slow, that's the lane I'm in. That's what I'm about, right? I want to keep my people as long as I can. I want to hire people as quickly as I can and get more people with the right kind of skill sets, the right kind of mentality, the right kind of culture on as quickly as possible. I don't want to be losing opportunities anymore. And I want to save time for myself and for the company, right? So 
with all that, I hope there was some useful information for you. I know it's kind of a, a different perspective on recruiting and hiring. And that's kind of why I wanted to share it with you. You know, don't, don't ever feel like you've only got one way of doing things or that this is the only way that you can do things, right? If I was stuck in that mindset, I would not have figured out what truly has been working amazing for us. I would not discover these new things that have moved our company forward, that has advanced our culture, improved our team, and has built our company um, to where it is right now, right? So always be experimenting. Don't disregard something. Try it first, right? Again, we are all different as individuals. Every single business is different. So just play around with things. Try things out. You know, worst case scenario, if it doesn't work, then you learn something, right? There might be failure. There might be mistakes. And of course, you always want to be gauging the risk behind those. But just I, I encourage you to just try different things. Find something that works. Maybe one thing that I had mentioned is worth trying for your company, trying for you and your your team, right? So with that, I'm going to uh, close on out and I will catch you guys next week. I hope you all have a wonderful time between now and then and see you guys later. All right, bye-bye.